Hey, everyone. Thanks so much for joining me on the Slice of Healthcare podcast. I'm your host, Jared Taylor. Joining me today is Ron Gutman, the co-CEO at Entrevo. Ron, I am so pumped for this episode today. Big fan um, and excited to learn, you know, continue to learn more about you and, uh, you know, Entrevo, which I'm sure a lot of people, um, if they haven't heard of Entrevo, they probably have heard of Ongo. And I'll let you start things off by giving your background and then the company overview. And then we'll dig into some uh, fun topics today. Absolutely. It's such a pleasure to be here. Huge fan of the podcast and uh, love what you're doing as well. So it's a, it's a pleasure, a delight, and a great way to end uh, a big week. So uh, thank you for the opportunity. Really appreciate it. And uh, yeah, you know, Ron Goodman, uh, you know, Silicon Valley for, for many years, building companies, technology companies, healthcare technology companies, uh, teaching which I am very passionate about at uh, uh, at Stanford University, teaching leadership, teaching behavior design. Uh, you know, teaching became a, an important part of my life and uh, and, and adds a lot of uh, great energy to what I do and, and learning. Because when I teach, I learn. So it's uh, it's amazing uh, doing some philanthropy uh, and helping uh, you know people live healthier, happier lives in, in ways that uh, you know business cannot do. Uh, and passionate about that as well, uh, but mostly building businesses, building uh, products and services and uh, ways for people to improve their health and well-being and inventing, right? So the core of where I'm coming from is, is product, it's engineering, it's like, you know, figuring out a need, uh, something that people want uh, and need and ideally want and need and, and creating solutions, you know, creating elegant, delightful artisanship solution artisanal sorry solutions that actually uh you know help people solve uh challenges that they have uh you know figure out how to live a better healthier safer life and uh you know from you know from from there really creating value in people's lives and the most recent uh endeavor that you are uh that you're mentioning uh on go uh the the test that uh you know we became well known for was you know one of the one of the first at home covid 19 uh tests with a big vision that started just less than a year before that, uh, out of need uh, of tackling COVID, became you know a rapid at-home test that before that was just not possible, right? And and we did it in less than a year, uh, building a technology platform, building a user experience, you know, putting the biology, the technology, the mechanics, the experience, and and literally helping you know millions and millions and millions of people uh, live healthier, happier, safer lives. And and for those that are that are going to be watching this, no, Ron is not a magician. That was that was in his hands. Uh, it was just kind of like magic, right? You know, you just and then you look here. We have uh, this packaging, beautiful packaging, by the way. Um, I, that often gets. I mean, if I'm looking at at something and I, I were to see your package versus some other things, like I would be I would be grabbing the ongo uh, package definitely with how you designed it. I don't know how much time went into that, but I'm always I always appreciate good design. I know I really really appreciate. It. I think I'd like you know, I, I thank you for saying that. I mean, we, when we first introduced, you know, the the you know the ongo pattern and the and the, the minimalist uh, you know packaging, uh, you know, people told us this doesn't look like a uh, you know medical device. You need to put a lot more text on this. You need to put you know a lot more words. It needs to be busier. It, it doesn't look serious. People are never going to buy it. And, and the same people that told us this, uh, you know, experts in retail that told us this at the beginning, 
came to us months after when they couldn't get enough tests and told us that this is the only test that people come to retail stores and ask by name. And it's flying off the shelf faster than hand sanitizer. So <laughs> it's the same people that, that there are not enough words on the package. So I think that like, you know, thinking a little bit differently, thinking a little bit out of the box is, is very important because when people are fearful, when people are concerned, when they don't know what to do, sometimes being simple and friendly is the most important thing, approachable. And then creating and designing services and products that are as simple and as delightful as the design. And that made a big difference. And you, you just brought up something I want to dig more into too. So you were mentioning, you know, it's it's incredible what you've accomplished in such a short period of time, right? Um, you, you launched, I believe it was in 2020. And um, so you were you were like in the, in the middle of the pandemic, you were like, yeah, let's, let's launch this company. Um, so I would love to hear any learnings that you had. You already kind of gave us a couple, but um, as you know, through the last, let's say over two years, and then, you know, I guess um, how like leading with sapient leadership, how, how that has helped um, you succeed during this, you know, these last two years. Yeah. Thank you for, for mentioning sapient leadership. This is a framework that we created at Stanford University, uh, you know, and started working on before the pandemic, interestingly enough, because we saw how change is accelerating at an accelerated rate. And lo and behold, when we start teaching the, the class, uh, you know, on, on managing change, leadership leading through change. It was April of 2020 of all times. And, you know, all the leaders that we were working with, like were managing through change, including the, you know, Doug McMillan, the CEO of, uh, of, uh, of Walmart and, and Toby Cosgrove, the legendary CEO of the Cleveland Clinic and others that were part of the group that we were researching came to visit the class and we're looking how they're managing sapiently. And we learned from all these leaders a lot. And, and a lot of it went into building Intrivo and creating OnGo in a time of change, in a time of rapid change, we needed to come up with solutions quickly that are reliable, that solve a big problem for a lot of people in a time of uncertainty, when everything was moving around. Remember, the supply chains were non-existent. Regulatory was tough. You know, nobody knew what the, this virus is. And bringing the expert together, honing, you know, focusing on science, one thing that we learned really well, like really work with the scientists. I still remember in, in uh, February of uh, February, March of 2021, right? When, when you know, when the, the, the vaccines just started to, to, to get uh, provided to people and everybody said, oh, the pandemic is over. And if you remember companies like Abbott and others, you know, closed factories and laid off people, it was public and, and, and let go and destroyed tests because they said, well, we don't need tests anymore. And we talked with the experts, the same experts that, you know, we learned when I was, working at Stanford on the Live Long and Flourish project and, and working with experts, you know, like Gary Skolnick, a professor emeritus at Stanford University of Infectious Disease and some others, great people that gave me the insight back in January of 2020 and went back to the, some of these people and start asking them, what do you see? Let's look at numbers. Let's look at data. Let's look what's happening elsewhere in the world, in places like India, uh, in places like Europe, and dig deep into the indicators and not just look at the oh, there's a solution and we're done, but really try to understand trends and how viruses rule. Look, really look at history and figure out what happened in, in trajectories of other pandemics. And being very data-centric, we made a decision to go against the grain and double down on creating the diagnostic as a service platform that we created in doubling down on at-home testing and getting the 
you know, the EUA for, for, for ONGO when others are closing factories. And that was focus on data, Jared. Focus on data was absolutely key there. We were contrarian, but we were right. And guess what happens when Delta hit, right? We were the only ones that actually were able to provide this throughout this entire time. And that was amazing. And, and thank you for sharing all of that too, by the way. Um, definitely was interested in hearing more about how you how you use sapient leadership. So I'm glad that you were able to, to give us that insight. It means a lot. Uh, I, I wanted to, to switch a, a little bit of focus here towards um, the power of positive peer pressure when when building not not just in healthcare right i think this applies to to any industry which is which is cool that we're we're going to specifically dive into health tech but why do you believe um, or or do you believe this i don't want to i don't want to give you a lawyer thing right is it is it true you know how the lawyers uh, always lead you with questions i don't want to do that to you but um, why have health tech companies um, kind of sought this need to join forces in order to create positive change um, when a global crisis occur. We saw this with COVID, right? It seemed like a lot of people were forming partnerships at light speed, uh, maybe even faster than other years. What is the, what is the benefit to that in, in your eyes? Yes. Let, let me just add one more thing, and then we'll talk about partnership. I want to talk about one more point about saving leadership that is very important. Uh, the, the, the learning, the fast learning and the, the focus on data was very important, but also you know, this whole notion of compassion, this whole notion of listening, this whole notion of working, you know, with when you have a team, when you have a group of, group of people, this whole notion of empathy, right? Of the idea of working with a group of people and leading with a lot of compassion and attention is something that is very important because if you take the approach of the hero leader, right? the one that just saves the day, that knows everything, that just goes out there and just dictates things without listening to people around, you're going to end up with a much sub, more suboptimal approach to things. So I think that the idea of CPIT leadership, the ability to learn all the time, to listen, to be compassionate, to be there for people rather than just be the know-it-all makes a huge, huge difference from a personal leadership perspective. And that's a very, very important lesson, especially in a time of pandemic, which, which you think that like the, the leader know-it-all, you know, will be the, the solution for everything. So, you know, working with people, working with them closely and making decisions with listening to smart people around you that know what they're doing and care about the outcome. That's one. Um, the second thing that and you're asking about collaboration. Collaboration is extremely important, right? Like, and especially in times like that, right? So the idea that every that there's one entity that can solve the whole supply chain that can solve the entire thing is very, very difficult, right? Especially when you start with a startup. And I mean, we took a, a, a page from amazing companies like Amazon and Apple that, you know, until this very day, Amazon doesn't manufacture anything. Apple Apple doesn't manufacture anything, right? So we, we they acknowledge the fact that there are other entities out there that, are, that specialize in manufacturing, that know how to do it really well. But what they're doing is they're focusing on the things that they're good at, right? So design, right? Uh, engineering, right? Marketing, right? User experience, right? All these amazing, amazing things that are so important, but they let somebody else go and manufacture, like Foxconn does for Apple, for example, right? And we did. We took the same approach. You know, we partner with manufacturers, and then we went and convinced the FDA that it actually makes sense to be a creator 
and an owner of a brand, but also work with manufacturers. And we were the first one, the first entity, the first technology company that, that get the authorization from the FDA to, to actually work with multiple manufacturers on the same technology platform under the same brand. Right. And I think that's a very big, important technology breakthrough. And in, in, in healthcare, we need to learn how to do it more. Because if we want to solve really big problems, we need to work together. And by the way, not only uh, commercial entities with commercial entities, but I actually am a big believer that we need to learn how to work across with government, across with the nonprofits, right? There are multiple entities in the market that are trying to accomplish exactly the same thing. And I'm a huge believer, for example, to prevent the next pandemic, we need, we need a PPP, a private-public partnership, right? To, to actually pull uh, resources together to create something that will be a preparedness system for the next pandemic. Like, look, look at what's happening in, in weather. NOAA, I don't know if you're familiar with NOAA, NOAA, which is, you know, the, it's basically the agency, the, a governmental agency that collects data that is related to weather in, in, in remote areas and then takes this data, analyzes it, and makes it available, right, to commercial entities to actually report the weather and so, you know, or to act on the weather. And it's all starting with like a private-public partnership that enables this particular surveillance system that enable all of us to, you know, I, I live in Miami to know that a hurricane is coming next week or we have enough time to prepare for it. And that's extremely important. We need to have the same thing in healthcare as well. And that will be only possible with this kind of partnerships. So this is critical. And and you touched on it a little bit, Ron, but I want to make sure that we, um, we, we dive more, we dive more into this a bit. Um, you were talking about you know, how we need to collaborate, but let, let's, let's uh, in particular, let's talk about the next frontier of COVID. What's, what's under control and then what does the world need to tackle next? Yeah. So, so several things. So first of all, lots of, lots of uh, learning from COVID, right? So this whole notion that like, we you know, the, how fragmented the healthcare system is, how disjointed it is, you know, how cumbersome it was and how possible it is to, to bring it all to a much less frictious way with at home, health, you know, is was highlighted during COVID. And, and we all saw that it's possible, you know, thinking that we can actually go and do test to treat, like what, what, what uh, Ongo is right now doing is not just a test, but actually what we're doing is test to treat. So you can basically come to the app or to our website, click a button, a test shows up at your door within hours, right? You get tested, right? We walk you through the experience of getting tested. Uh, you take a picture of the result. It's uploaded to the cloud. It helps you discern whether you know what is the what is the result, and most importantly, if you're positive, you actually get connected to a doctor seamlessly within the same experience with your information transferred to the doctor seamlessly, who can then decide whether you are eligible, for example, for an antiviral. If it's the case, they prescribe immediately, send the script, and we actually deliver the antiviral to your home seamlessly. And this is un this, this was unheard of just two years ago, right? This was not even possible. Nobody could imagine something like that, right? And it happened in two years, including regulatory, including you know the technology, the the, the integrations. The, like, there's so many integrations that are related to this thing, and it's possible, right? With a novel condition that didn't exist before. Now, what does it teach us? That it's possible to do elsewhere. You know, now everybody's out there is super concerned 
about RSV, you know, they're talking about the triple triplemic right now, right? You know, there's RSV, there's flu, there's COVID, there's, and it's all coming together, like, you know, at the same time, and early this year, in numbers that were much higher than before. So how do we tackle this? How do we know if I have RSV or strep throat or, I mean, this is another thing that we need to solve and we need to solve quickly and we need to solve at home. We are able today, we have the technologies and we have not only the, the test themselves, but also the technology to connect it all together and create a delightful user experience. There's no reason that we can do this thing with food, right? Delivered to our home like this, right? And we cannot do the same thing with like medications when you did them. When we need them, sorry. So I think that this is this is a big aha moment. And what we're working on more than anything else is take this test to treat trajectory and just start applying it to more and more use cases so you can get delightful, immediate, affordable care wherever you are. Thanks so much for sharing around. Yeah, it's it is absolutely incredible what you've done. And it'd be incredible if it was several years. The fact that it's what you've accomplished in two years, and it's not just it's not just because um, success can be, you know, tracked in multiple different ways. You're also helping people. You're, you're creating positive change um, while also, you know, just kudos to you and your team. It must have been it must have been pretty wild, too, over the last two years. Right. Because when you're growing like that, there's there's a lot going on. Uh, th- that being said, what what's happening next that you're allowed to talk about that you're you're really excited about? Yeah, I think that the next, you know, like let's start from the from the very beginning with with sapient leadership. I think that the world uh, and and us, in a humble way, learn uh, that sapient leadership is is a must. And you know, when we when we created the the class at Stanford University, when we wrote the uh, Harvard Business Review uh, article that was published afterwards uh, about sapient leadership, it was actually evolving, right? And we were learning, and we we're researching, and we we're sharing our our knowledge. And now. We've shown that this is uh, this is so important to, for managing change. I mean, I think that change is not just going to accelerate in an accelerating rate. I mean, what we've seen through the pandemic is just a warm up to what we're going to see going forward because the underlying technologies, the way the world is working, the new generation—it's like change is just upon us. It's just going to happen all the time. So the ability to manage change, the ability to envision the future, the ability to work together, to listen carefully, to learn all the time to evolve continuously is an important skill that each and every one of us personally need to have and definitely our leaders need to practice. So this is one. The second thing is really like what, like always imagine the future, right? Always think about, okay, we learned something new. What can we do tomorrow that we couldn't do today if we had something that doesn't exist? And I think that like that's the basically getting and agreeing on the license to dream. And to dream on solutions that are not just moonshots. I'm not talking about Mars shots. It's, it's fun. It's, it's, it's very engaging to, to do these moonshots. But I'm talking about the next attainable thing that is ambitious enough, but will enable us to actually make a step that is possible and will improve people's lives in a significant way. And as I said before, there are certain conditions that are low-hanging fruit to actually start taking care of people wherever they are and improve their health and well-being. And I think that these are the things that we need to focus on right now. Just to your point, Jared, with partnerships, with partnerships between startups, between startups and existing big healthcare incumbents, which is very important. You know, the retail pharmacies, the insurance, the big insurance companies, these are entities that have a lot of users. They have a lot of resources. They have a lot of access, but they need innovation. 
They need to do things in a different way. And on the other hand, the startups have the innovation, have the new technology, have the capabilities, but they don't have the scale. So how do we create these partnerships, right? I, I wrote an article about the long game at one point on Medium that speaks about this whole notion of like, how do we work together to make this thing happen? So that's very, very important to your point. And then finally, you know, do the things that are exciting to take humanity to the next level. And I, have, I think that this has to do with life optimization. I think that this is, has to do, there's a lot of exciting things that are happening right now about, on, on longevity, right? On things that have to do with how can we live ourselves a healthier life that will not only prolong uh, the years in life, but actually will prolong the life in our years, right? So like make, make our life better for a more prolonged period of time based on, you know, things that we eat, you know, how much we sleep, right? The, the exercise that we're doing and not doing, brain and mind activities, all of these things are not healthcare, but they are very, very important for us to optimize a life that doesn't require healthcare as much as we needed before. So I think that along, around these three areas, I think I'm most excited about uh, the future. Well, I'm really excited to stay in touch with you, continue to hear about uh, all the success and all the good that you're doing. And hopefully we can get you on like a panel at some point and dive into uh, more around innovation. Um, I mean, something tells me if we got a panel together around sapient leadership, you'd be, you'd be all in, um, to, to dive more into it. I love it. I love it. I love it. Thank you, Jared. I really, really appreciate the opportunity. Love, love the podcast. I think you're doing an amazing job and, uh, you know, what, what, a be what, what better way to, to end a, a wonderful week, uh, with, uh, with this great, great podcast. So thank you so much for the opportunity and kudos for everything you're doing. Absolutely. It was an absolute pleasure.